Yeah, isn't that fun? Hey, here's uh, as I pull this up. Man, if this is your first time here, you're in a place, if you've ever heard this word gospel, a lot of times we'll hear that word and we don't even know what it means. It means good news. And so you've stepped into a room of people that not only believe that it's good news, we believe it's fantastic news. Just because of what we just sang. And it's also because of what we believe. If, if you want a cool sticker to put somewhere, just pass these around. You don't have to take one, but if you want one, pass those around. Because we also believe that you will live out who you believe you are. And if you believe that you are anything outside of how God sees you through the goggles of Jesus Christ, your life will be crazy. It's crazy enough already when, G- when God looks at us through Jesus' goggles because we're just in a constant battle of going, I don't really believe that. But it'd be true. When you said yes to Him, you are His. He bought you. He bought us. And therefore, you are secure in what Christ has done, not what you have to do. Got some technical difficulties back there. Hold the line. That's going on. Hold, please. There it goes. Isn't that great? It's okay, Pop. Break every chain. Break every chain. In the name. Break every chain. (laughs) Dang. All right. I'm going to bring those that were not here last week up to speed real quick. Uh, What we did last week is that we started to set the foundation of asking ourselves, what in 2014 do we want to make sure that we do not drag into 2015? And for a bunch of us, that's all these envelopes here, a bunch of us literally wrote that down on a a, uh, note card, and then we sealed it with our name on it, because then we're going to come back together as a group and, and see where we are together. Because, see, what we're going to find out tonight is that as we keep going into our attic, our, our heart, is that we do realize that there are some things that we need to get rid of. And so that's what we set the foundation of. And a lot of that was what we see on the boxes. We, we were cruising through Galatians and Colossians and even James where, we're, where we were told that we need to put aside, we need to put away bitterness and anger and malice words. But we had to ask ourselves this, before I can get rid of something, i got to know why and how it got in there. And why sometimes in our attic, in the, in the heart place, that we'll store it up for later keeping. Especially if it's something that doesn't energize us. And so we even went as bold as to look inside those boxes to see, you know, that that's really an outward behavior of something else going in. And that's where we're going to traipse into tonight. We're going to equip ourselves tonight on being able to learn how to get rid of things in our attic, our heart. And what you'll hear over and over tonight are words that Jesus said. Keep watch and pray with me. Keep watch and pray with me. So if you weren't here last week, I want to give you a chance to, uh, to do that. Um, so let me pass these out. Anyone that want to do that, I don't want to, I don't want to force anyone. It's a, thanks, Pop. Uh, so let me get there's hands over there on the table, I believe. We're going to give you a second to do that. Raise your hand high and proud. 
you're going to write down uh, whatever in 2014 that you don't want to drag in 2015. You're going to seal it up. Write your name on it. And then March 7th, we're going to come back together, open them up, and see how we're doing. It's going to be fun, Daryl. <laughs> Daryl's going, I'll make sure I miss that night. <laughs> I'm already putting that one in the old phone. March 7th, working. <laughs> I love you, Isabel. All right, does everybody have that? I'm going to go ahead and, and keep going as you guys are writing that down. We'll set the stage for you. in Mark. You'd find it in, in chapter 14. But the scene is Jesus and the disciples had just finished the Last Supper. For anyone that's really not sure about what that Last Supper is, it was the supper that each year that everyone celebrated called Passover. And if you were young and if you've ever watched any of the old TV shows or movies at all, Passover was the time when Moses was, was told how and what to do in order to believe that God is who He says He is. And what people had to do in that moment was to literally make a sacrifice, put blood on the doorpost, and the angel of death would pass over them. And so for years and years and years, the Jewish people celebrated that for the coming of the Lamb of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And He's on the scene. And it's at this time that they're celebrating this. And Jesus has just washed the feet. Jesus and the boys have eaten the supper. And by this time, Judas, the one that was going to betray, has already gone. He's run off. He's going to go get the guys to come back and get Jesus. But in the process, as they get up and leave, Jesus is going back to His safe place. When you go back and read the Gospels, Jesus is always going back to a safe place of people. And as they're doing it, as they're getting themselves up and going out, they're singing. And that just floors me a little bit because Jesus knew what was coming and He's singing. And so they're heading out and they're heading to the garden. They're heading to the Mount of Olives of Gethsemane. And so right when they get there, this is in Mark, it's in chapter 14. Listen to what happens. This is in verse 32. You can climb over there if you want to. Put your eyes on those verses. Mark 14, verse 32. They, now they is Jesus and the disciples that we were just setting the scene, went to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And Jesus said, sit here, while I go and pray. He took Peter, James, and John with him, and he became deeply troubled and distressed. He told them, My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. 
Then on down in verse 38. Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Now look what's happening here, gang. So many times as us as a body of Christ will come into places and we'll pretend that our bodies aren't crushed. There's so many times that we'll come into these places of worship that have crosses up and they have all of the markings of, of being surrounded in Christendom and yet everyone's fine. And so Jesus is modeling for us going, my soul is crushed with grief. To the point of death. I need you boys. I want you to stay here and pray. Peter, James, John, you come with me. And, and, and I want you to keep watch and pray with me. Wow. And so many times when life crashes in on us, what's our response? We push away. We hide. It's like the analogy I was thinking of when we were praying over Emily. If someone's calling your phone, I've got a choice. It's got a green button and a red button. Or a slide bar. She hit the green button. Life's crushed in on us. And people are starting to call in and ask where we are. And we're screening it. No one can have keep watch and pray on something they don't know. And so I want to bring this back in and equip us for how do we allow others to come in and keep watch and pray with us. Because see, last week was we did first step one. Is that we acknowledged that we had this attic. Right? And that at times that we... We acknowledge that in our attic that we have anger and bitterness and rage and filth. We're insensitive. We can be critical. Resentment and cruel. And we said, what if we just open the box up because we know that's an outward sign of something else going on and find out what's going on underneath that. And man, lo and behold, here's this other box and it looks a little tattered. And it's got things like, well, maybe I'm insecure. <coughs> or maybe I want revenge. Or maybe I'm wanting to play God with it. Or maybe I'm just fearful of the unknown. Maybe I'm fearful to be known. What is my motive? Do I trust the motives of others around me that have caused some of this out here? So do you see where we're starting to go? And there's other things like, is it a choice of mine to be this? Am I living in any place of unforgiveness? Are my relationships, can I point blank put resentment on a person? Can I put bitterness on a person? When I think bitterness, can I see someone's face out there? And am I allowing anyone to come in and keep watching, pray with me in order to find out what is really going on in this? Okay? You with me? So let's go down here and let's see what our first step is doing. Now, I've got all sorts of illustrations up here, don't I? <laughs> I'm about to bring more in. 
You ready? I am. I feel like the guy on Let's Make a Deal. What's behind door number one? Here's what I believe happens to us. First step, let's say that I've acknowledged that I have some bitterness. Or rage, whatever. We're just going to keep it right there. And then I'm starting to look underneath here. What we are deciding as a people is that I believe that when Jesus, He picked 12. Why? Why didn't Jesus, when He had life blown into Him through the Holy Spirit, through His mama, Mary, why didn't He just say, I can do this all by myself? He didn't. He picked 12 on purpose because He knew how important living in community was going to be. So He modeled it for us from day one. Anytime you looked and see where Jesus was, He was in someone's home, He was heading to someone's home, or He was coaching up others how to live life wide open with each other. And so what happens to us is that community, I think, for us a lot of times looks like a glove. I, these are my favorite gloves ever. They really are. Do you see how furry they are? I'm not kidding. These are my favorite gloves. Do you like them? I do too. Thanks, Mom. But look, the community's connected, right? And it seems like we're still one because we're connected here at the Palm. And everybody kind of looks the same. Everyone's kind of the same kindred heart right here in this community in the glove. But the first step has to be because, see, I'm still isolated. Anyone ever wear gloves and you find yourself pulling your fingers in out of the, out of the finger parts to get your... So one of the first steps I believe for us is to go, look, I've never done this before. Is maybe to take you, you're the finger here, you're the index finger, and maybe your first step is to just slide it over to the person next to you. Think of one person in your life that knows you deeply. This goes especially for men. I ask men this a lot when we're sitting knee to knee. I'll ask them, say, if you were to get tossed in jail and you couldn't call your bride or you couldn't call your mom and daddy, who do you call? And you know most men don't have anyone here within the county that they could call? So I tell them, I said, man, we get, the first thing we got to do is work on getting you some buddies. Women are better at this. Women will come into the fingers of one another real quick. But here's where real community starts to happen. Look at verse, flip over to, to Galatians chapter 6. I'm going to start at verse 1. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, this is Galatians chapter 6. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Verse 2, here's where the emphasis is. Share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of Christ. Class, what's the law of Christ? Believe Say it out loud. What's the law of Christ? Love God, love others. That's it. If your mind started going in a list of things to do, 
Man, please come chat with us. The law of Christ is to love Him, love God with everything you have, and love others as... That's key. But sometimes we'll walk into a place and we just don't quite dig ourselves. And so if you don't, you won't ever, your community will be out here. But if you dig yourself, you'll start learning that community is in here. Let's read another one. Flip over to James 5, verse 16. James 5, 16. One of the boys, Jesus asked for him to come over and pray. Keep watch and pray. And here he is. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. What's the key? We read it in Galatians. The power starts flowing through those who believe. Do you believe? That the righteousness of Jesus Christ flowing through you in community, coming into this type of community, will heal? The answer is yes. What did we just read? Look at verse 3 real quick, because here's where I think a lot of us lay. If you think you're too important to help someone, uh uh-oh. You're only fooling yourself. You're not that important. <laughs> Yikes. So how many of us are willing to start sharing? How many of you have never shared where you are with anything before ever in your life and it just scares the absolute bejeebies out of you to do so? Raise your hand with me. Anyone? Way to go, sister. Amen, that takes... Courage. Anyone else now that one's broken the, the thread of raising their hand? Because see, now you get to start working through. Here's the next illustration. Is that there's fear. Alright? And so here's the next one. Is that how do I start working my fear through this filter? What's my fear based on? And you've got to make sure that it's based on truth. How do I do that, Bivo? Let's give an example. What is, what is the biggest fear for anyone to share where they are in their life? Why is that such a fear? Rejection. What else? Judgment. What else? Abandon. Okay. At that moment, when that fear comes in, then how do I walk through that to see and make sure that I won't get rejected or that I won't get abandoned or I won't... What was the other one? Judged. How will I ever find out? Because the possibility of that is true. That's the truth. But how will I ever find out? you got to use the filter of Him in you. To walk through the very thing that you don't want to. 
Okay? What is the engine? It's through my belief in Jesus that I am who He says I am. That He can break every chain. That I have resurrection power within me to break every chain. To walk through. And so then, on each one, we don't have time to go through each one, is that let's say that I'm making a conscious choice to hang on to resentment. So the filter then comes out is why? Is your truth of hanging on to resentment, is the reason you're hanging on to resentment based on any kind of truth whatsoever? Bitterness. The thing maybe that we wrote on the card in 2014 that you don't want to drag into 2015, if it's something that you've been holding on for more than a year, the question first is why? Why am I holding on to that? When am I going to start sharing this with someone and give them the chance to keep watch and pray with me? Knowing that when that starts to happen, that healing is coming. I don't know the time frame. That's a whole different ball game there, gang. Because we're in a microwave generation. We want healing right then. Sometimes it just don't come like that. Maybe, here's the other one. Look at me here for a second. Is that you got to release what you think the results of it ought to look like. Because that's you, us, playing God. Release the results. I got to share this. I wasn't going to, but I've got to. Remember what Jesus said. He said the, the, the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. The spirit is willing and the body is weak. Why would he ever say that? Because it's true. And so I believe what happens to us as a body of Christ is that when we won't allow ourselves to say something, that yes, we are afraid, but more importantly, I think that we're trying to protect this image that we want everyone to have of us. And I'm asking all of us because you're doing it, gang. And you're helping others do it. That you're allowing yourself to be out there and say, my circumstances will no longer define who I am. That I'm going to find out how I got myself into this chaos and the Him in me is going to help carry me through this chaos. Right? Absolutely. And people are drawn to you and they're going, my gosh, man, what are y'all on right now? And you just tell them, I'm on a big old, whole, big old, big old dose of Jesus. <laughs> There is no high like the most high. Amen. And you live that out loud. And don't be afraid to say His name because He breaks every chain. Amen. Right? Here, I'm going to say this one and I promise I'm going to start wrapping up. Here's the other reason why I think people don't share. Within the body of Christ. It's because when you do share, when you get the courage to share, a lot of times people will start shouldn't you. Put yourself in a room and man, you're in there and it's just great and everybody's sharing and you finally get the courage to share what your whatever's going on in your world. And you share it and then all of a sudden you're surrounded by experts. 
It drives me crazy. I got a dear friend of mine. She's in this barn, and she does it fabulous. If she doesn't want anybody to speak into what she's offering, she'll tell you on the front end. I'm, I'm saying that's one of the best ways to do it, and this is what it looks like. Is that if you're in a group, let's say that you're going from one finger over to the other. That's your first step, is to just share with somebody you know and that knows that will trust you, that you trust with your heart. And so you get in there and you go, look, man, I am, uh, I am so scared to say what I'm about to say. But i got to say it because I just read in, in this word here that if I share my burdens and you keep watching, pray with me, that we'll start healing. So I'm going to believe that because the guy that emptied the tomb is the one that kind of wrote that. So I'm going to believe it. But I'm so stinking scared to say it because I'm afraid of what's going to come out of your mouth. So please don't say a word. That's how that works. And then at some point, the person may say, what would you do? Have you ever gone through something like that? But if you're on that, and, and look what it said before. It said, Dear brothers and sisters, if another who? Believer is overcome. If someone's in your life, gang, and their life is chaos, and they don't believe Jesus, man, you can stop. You can stop beating yourself up on trying to change them. Release them. Pray for them. Father, touch their heart but quit speaking into their life on telling them how their life ought to look like. It's driving you and us nuts. <laughs> right? I'm going to release you a little bit. You'll start living in Freedomville. Alright, I think that was the last freebie. So what's your next step? For those that wrote something on the card, pass those in the middle, and we'll put those with their, all the others. So let's do that. That's your next step. Okay, yeah, we're going to open yours and go, here's what Jamie wrote. <laughs> Everyone. We'll FaceTime you, Skype it, Instagram it, Facebook it. Look at Jamie. Can you believe that? <laughs> She's going, I just thought they were safe. Guys, you're a great bunch. Anyone else? I always want to leave you with, with some way to tangibly try to apply what we've talked about. Who do you need to share with? Who do you need to listen to? What part of your box do you want to get rid of and start looking at this piece of it and make sure that you're flowing it through the filter of Christ in you to make sure it's the truth and just start taking those next steps? If you're here tonight and you've not ever said yes to believing that the Jesus in you when you say yes is the one to make that change, then let this night be the night you say yes and you come from this to this. I love mittens. <laughs> These aren't my favorite. Sorry, Biv. <laughs> but they keep your fingers so warm. You can touch one another in there, man. It's just comfy, isn't it?
feel sorry for the old thumb, though. Still kind of hanging out there. So if that's your first step, let that be. Maybe you've already done the one into the other. And you want to experience what that feels like with more. But you're really not sure what that looks like. Man, I'm going to stand over here. There's other folks that know how to do group. If you know you know how to do group, will you raise your hand in the room? Raise them high. Alright, everyone else, look around. Amen. You know how. <laughs> Alright, way to go. If you saw someone that raised their hand and you feel safe coming out of here, going here to learn how to start a group, then that's it. You just lived it out. See, that's life squeezing in. That's you taking the next step, being Jesus-powered. So then the last thing is, is that if you're here and you just don't understand anything that we've said whatsoever, but you want to, then I'll be standing over here <laughs> to try to detangle anything that I've confused you with. I'm going to leave you with this though. You're here. So you just lived out some of the Word being in here. You've prayed over someone tonight. You've lived out more of what's in here. And what I love is how you live it out. And a lot of times, this ain't even around. You see, this means not a hill of beans to anybody, gang, until they see you trumpet out in your day-to-day. Then they'll start asking, hey, where'd you learn how to do that? What's going on within you? Within you. Man, you'll get to help cut them loose. You'll get them out of their glove into the comfort of the mitten. Then they'll learn how to keep watch and pray. Father, thank You so much for modeling community. Lord, I'm reminded You are in constant community with the Father and the Son the Holy Spirit. I pray tonight, Father, if there's anyone here that doesn't know You in that realm, that they would step forward, that they would make that first step, God, into saying yes to You, I believe. And by doing so, that they would start living this life that starts breaking every chain that You already have broken for us. Lord, I love the lyrics in this one song. It says, why are you even fighting a fight I've already won? <laughs> Man, Jesus, it feels good to be sitting over in your corner knowing you've won and we get the spoils from it. It's nuts. Thank you. So what we're going to do in turn is we're just going to give ourselves to whoever you put in our life. And that's to each other. So God, I'm thankful for a group of people that know how to love big. And it is tangible and you can see it and people are drawn to it every day. So we're going to celebrate through communion. And God, if we just thank You, Lord. And it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.